Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am JP Mosher. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? I am doing fantastic. I've been uh, doing a little Wizard of Oz research because there's a Kansas th- tie-in. Oh. oh. I know, right? Did you know that the guy... Okay, I'm going to get a little weird on Wizard of Oz facts. Yes. The guy that played the... Scarecrow was originally the Tin Man. Okay. Okay. And then he's like, man, I'm too fluid. I'm not getting to use all my movements. Will you trade places with me? Okay. So the guy that was the Scarecrow's guy named Buddy Ebsen, uh-huh. who ended up being Jed Clampett on Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Uh-huh. They traded places. Buddy Ebsen was allergic to the silver to- paint. So he couldn't play the Tin Man. Yeah. So he went from being the Scarecrow to nothing. To being nothing. To Aww. being nothing. And he got replaced by Jack Haley. I knew so. the thing about the about the uh, Tin Man paint, but I did yeah, not know that he, he was, was originally to be the Scarecrow. The scarecrow and Man, he Ray really Bulger got... talked him into swapping parts. He's like, let's just swap. <sighs> wow. He swapped, and then he got out of a job. He really got scrumped on that one. He did. But Man, you would think they would have put him in the movie somewhere. You somewhere. know what I mean? Let's give him something to do. Yeah, you could be a I don't know an Oompa Loompa. No, an Oompa Loompa. Yes. That would have been odd Oompa in Wizard of Oz, yeah. The, uh, and Shirley Temple was almost uh, Dorothy. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. That makes a lot but of sense. But then they said uh, Judy Garland's just powerhouse vocaled her out of it. Yeah, it's true. Judy Garland's voice was monster. But we're not in Kansas anymore, and or we're not, are we? And we're not talking about Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Or Dark Side of Oz. Or Dark Side of Oz. Oh, <laughs> oh, my maybe gosh. Maybe in the future. That's so good. But we are talking about Kansas. Kansas. Man, we are in Kansas anymore. We sure we're are. We're right in the middle. Topeka, Kansas, as a matter of fact. There we go. Why don't we get straight into the song? Give a Today's sampling. song is a prog rock masterpiece. This is Carry On Wayward Son by Kansas. Get your lighters out. Carry on my wayward son, there'll be peace when you are done, lay your weary head to rest, don't you cry no Soaring ever higher, but I flew too high. Though my 
Oh yeah, baby. We're rocking. We are rocking and rolling with Kansas. This is from the 1976 album Left Overture. Yeah. Which is a combination of leftovers and left and overture <laughs> musical term. I'll tie in something there. I actually did a little language grammar homework here. I so, expect no less of you. So Sabred Woods would be impressed. <laughs> um, leftover is actually what they call Port Manchu which is a linguistic blend of words, like smog. It's different from contractions, so it's not like don't, like do Uh not. And it's also different from a compound word, so it's not like if you put star and fish together to get starfish. Yeah. So if starfish was a portmanteau, it would be like stish. Right. So other (laughs) examples of popular ones would be like brunch, breakfast and Mm. lunch. Eurasia, Europe and right. Asia. J-Lo. J-Lo. <laughs> my personal favorite, Liger. Oh, oh yeah. Entire, so there you go. So there's your language lesson. Portmanteau. The more you know. All right. Uh, not to be confused with Mike Portnoy, ah. who is drummer for Dream Theater, who is influenced by Kansas. Heavily. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But he, he could be called Port Mike Portnoy. He, he could be the Portman. Uh, I don't know. Eheart. Portman. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's awesome. There you go. There's your grammar lesson for the day, courtesy of JP Moser. There you go. Hey, while we're talking about the album, too, did you know that the album was almost called something else? No. I don't know what it was almost called because I've botched my research portion there, but I did look (laughs) other albums that were almost called something else. Okay. So let me run through some of these real quick. The Beatles White album was almost called A Doll's House. Really? Yes. Ew. Abbey Road was almost called Everest. So there's a pretty big story about how yesterday was almost called Scrambled Eggs. I don't know. That's a pretty popular one. I don't uh, know no, you know I've never that. heard okay. that. Well, that, that's my favorite sidebar story about this is the way it became Abbey Road is the Beatles were planning to, tra- to travel to the Himalayas for the photo shoot for the album. And somebody looked out the window and they saw the zebra, as it's called, you know, right there. And they're like, wow, this is much closer. Let's, <laughs> let's do it there. And so it became Abbey Road. Wow. Because they looked at and so that was, I thought that was a pretty good one. Jeez. But those are my two Beatles ones. They just looked out, oh, look, there's a stripes on the street. Let's do that instead of Let's Mount do that. Everest. Paul, take off your shoes yeah. and game on. Interesting. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Nirvana's Nevermind album was almost called Sheep. The Beach Boys <laughs> Pet Sounds album was almost called The Fabulous Beach Boys. Uh-huh. Michael Jackson Thriller was almost called Starlight. Yeah. But my favorite one ever. Green Day Dookie uh-huh. was almost called Liquid Dookie. <laughs> they thought it was too gross. Oh, so they're man. like, yeah, I don't think we could do Liquid Dookie. Gross. Yeah, so there you go. Liquid Dookie. Where do, well, you, where do you go from there, Rob? Take it. Back to you, Rob. I mean, Rob. I don't even know. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, getting back to Leftoverture, the 1976 Kansas album, which houses our song for today, Carry On Wayward Son, uh... I, now I, I read, and I don't. I don't always believe everything that I read, and I try to find second sources on stuff that we research. Um, but I read that this was called Leftoverture because it was comprised of like stuff that they had. Uh, a lot of a, a lot of it had come from previously used different projects, and yeah, different things and that, stuff that was like unused before that they had ideas for. Is that did you find I've, that? I've heard that. So yeah, I, I didn't verify that. But I saw it someplace. Yeah, and I'm like you, I didn't verify that fact, which is but, not uncommon sure. for bands to do. Like uh, 
um, you know, they're bands that you find out, you know, a hit song from their third record they really had all along mm-hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. It's not uncommon. Even I remember in 2012 uh, when, of course, we're big Van Halen nerds, when, when David Lee Roth rejoined Van Halen uh, for the album A Different Kind of Truth, a lot of that album was reworked. You know songs that 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 they had had since before they got signed in the late seventies. Oh wow! So like it was just riffs that never got turned into full songs, or songs that never got recorded, and they ended up recording it. You know, however many years later that is in two thousand twelve. So that it happened. That was a good tour. We saw that tour. Oh yeah, great tour. Uh, better better tour with we probably talked in this uh, with with Robbie Wade in season two, but better better tour that you've seen them on with Sammy or with Dave. Oh, I'm a I'm a Sammy fan. You're a Sammy fan. I'm was a, was the tour better? I I. Well, I would have to say tour wise, probably yeah. I like the Sammy set just because really? I like the song selection better. So. Tour, I would say, I would say easily the Dave tour was better. I think, I think Ed was off the wagon. The band wasn't tight when we saw him with Sammy. That makes sense, and it was much better. I, I thought with uh, with David Lee Roth. Anyway, but we're not talking about them. We're back Van, on Kansas. Van Halen debates aside, uh, let's talk a little bit about Carry On Wayward Son. Uh, it hit number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100, number 5 on the Canadian RPM Top Singles Chart. It is certified gold by the uh, Recording Industry Association of America. Uh, that felt low to me. I would have thought uh, a little higher. Yep. Maybe you know, maybe that's an old certification and it's been recertified. I would have thought surely platinum on this, as ubiquitous as it is. I saw 96th on VH100, Greatest Songs of Rock and Roll. There you go. You think that fits? I feel like I think top so. 100 sounds good. Yeah, because it's not... It's not upper echelon it's not 10 and north yeah but it's i think top 100 is pretty justified absolutely i think yeah i think it definitely belongs uh this is kansas's breakthrough hit uh and it this is in my opinion the kansas song like and not maybe if you're a hardcore kansas fan you've probably got something else you know what i mean just I'm a, in the wind is their other big hit yeah on point of no return other than this song i felt like the album left a lot to be desired i listened through it and didn't find anything else really other than this yeah track but this is a a monster this is a monster and this is not the typical at least up to this point kansas sound Mm -hmm. uh their sound had been a lot lighter and a a lot of it featured you know like violin sounds and you know that kind of vibe as opposed to the harder rock edge yes he said violin sounds i did they have a violinist which we will talk about in the meet the band section absolutely but i feel like if you know one kansas song this is this is it yeah um it's you you probably also know um, dust, dust in the, the wind. wind, but like by far, this is the one that gets played on the radio. If you're hearing Kansas on mm-hmm. the radio in 2019, you're hearing Carry On Wayward Son, not as much Dust in the Wind. I don't know why, but uh, probably because it just freaking rocks. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the style of this song because it is rock, um, but it's heavier than like um, m- most like. St- it's heavier than most classic rock. It's riffier. It's riff city, yes. right? And this is classified as what's called progressive rock. Um, and I thought Wikipedia really kind of nailed um, a good definition of progressive rock. So I'm just going to kind of read this okay. verbatim from Wikipedia. Um, progressive rock, shortened as prog, sometimes called art rock, classical rock, or symphonic rock, is a, that's classical rock, not classic rock, which is different, uh, is a broad genre of rock music that developed in the United Kingdom and United States throughout the mid to late 1960s, initially termed 
progressive pop, the style was an outgrowth of psychedelic bands who abandoned standard pop traditions in favor of instrumentation and compositional techniques more frequently associated with jazz, folk, or classical music. Think Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. right? It's... it's um, Progressive. It is progressive. <laughs> it is something different, something new. Uh, additional elements contributed to its progressive label. Lyrics were more poetic. Technology was harnessed for new sounds. Music approached the condition of quote-unquote art. And the studio, rather than the stage, became the focus of musical activity, which often involved creating music for listening, not dancing. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a that's key. Good. Like it's, it's music to put on headphones and think through. Music to challenge your ear a little bit. You're you not going to hear Carry On Wayward Son at a club. No. Right. Any no, kind no, no. of club. Yeah. Like you're not gonna... Any. Yes. Um, Chess club. Nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like, uh, you know, examples of progressive rock, we'll just hit some. Rush is kind of like the example that everybody would know and you think, oh, it's like they're a little bit weirder than you're used to. That's kind of a decent, you know, uh, poor man's uh, definition of progressive rock. Uh, we're we're going to do rock, but then we're going to go off and just do some weird jam sessions. Yeah. It's jam bandish, but not jam. It's rock jam bandish. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With um, weird riffs. And, and we've talked about before, we're huge fans of Dream Theater. Dream Theater. That's, you know, that's really heavy progressive rock. Um, if people could stomach through, we would do the listen through of Scenes from Memory Part Two, oh, Metropolis yeah. Part Two. But that would be mainly just for me, Rob, and three of our friends. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, so this is this is that. It's very very riff heavy. This particular song just has one monster riff after another throughout basically the entire song, minus the piano verses, uh, which kind of sounds like a toy piano and. And always the first time I hear it, I'm surprised at how weak it feels compared to what you just came out of, right? Uh-huh. It hit that first verse and it's ding, 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 ding. And I'm always like, oh, I wish this was a and little, little bit beefier. <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, but progressive rock also tends to have that. that. That Wikipedia definition talked about like poetic lyrics and you know what I mean? Uh, I think of like uh, Glass Hammer, who we ha- who, whose drummer actually is a fan of the show, Aaron Ralston. Thank you for listening, being an OG of the show. Uh, you know, I think of they've got, you know, stuff about time travel and and, you know, elves and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You get a lot more of that in progressive rock than you do in, you know, the Foo Fighters aren't singing about hobbits and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so uh, pr- progressive rock tends That's to good. lean into that, like, um, sci fi fantasy you know, and kind of stuff. It's neat that they actually, the Carrie Livgren is really big on lyrics and poetry and stuff. And he'll, we'll yeah. talk about him in the meet the band section. Um, but he was actually asked to help write this song because Steve Walsh, who's the lead front man was having some writer's block. Yeah. And so he asked for help and he's like, well, I'm just going to go do my, my weird poetic lyrics and yep. put some awesome riffs with it. And this is what you get. And this uh, is what, yeah, this is what he came up with. Um, and man, this is another one of those songs. I, I've lost track of the number of times that we have said this song almost wasn't on the album. Uh-huh. This song was a last minute addition to the yep. album. But as the story goes, uh, they were they were in rehearsals for the album, and they were literally last day of rehearsals. Uh, one of the other band members even said they were packing up their stuff <laughs> when Carrie Livgren 
said, you know, I got I got one more thing that we might want to listen to uh, and played them Carry On Wayward Son. If I ever write for an album, I want everybody else to go ahead and have the album written and I'm going to save my thing yeah. for the end and be like, hey guys, <laughs> you want to try this one? And be like, please be the hit. Just, yeah, exactly. You just walk in with a monster. Best thing I've ever you written. Think, you think there's it. something about like, okay, they're in the, like they've been in the trenches rehearsing sure, everything. Yeah. It's fresh. Beating it's it something death. they haven't heard and exactly. it just feels good. It's like, ah, breath of fresh air. Yeah. yeah so maybe the combination of like having a solid song to begin with and then it feeling like a breath of fresh air lends itself to these kind of scenarios because there's no explanation for that you know maybe there's a maybe there's sort of an adrenaline dump or a creativity dump when you get to the what is feeling like the end of this probably arduous process of rehearsing and you know whittling down the best parts of the songs is probably tension Uh and then you get oh we're finally done with that we're fixing to go hit the studio and then in the shower something hits you and you and carry on wayward sun comes out which this doesn't feel like a last minute addition because it's so complex there's so many different riffs it's not like anything like hey i just thought of this la come on you've been thinking on this for years (laughs) you didn't just write nine riffs off the top of your head at the end (laughs) that's true but they what they they said that they rehearsed it one time before they Come on. Into the studio. Come on. I mean, that's that is kind of a ridiculous idea. That You're is just so trying true. to make a story out of that. The, the, uh, There's no way you recorded the yeah, practice those riffs you, one time. You're lying. <laughs> I wish you were a liar, Kansas. <laughs> Carrie. That's so funny. You want to meet this band? Let's do it. Let me let's tell you about these guys. Talk about Carrie. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the Meet the band of Kansas. Um, I'm going to go in this order because I'm reading it. So here we go. Steve Walsh, lead vocals, organ and piano. He left the band in 1984 and was replaced by John Elefante. I am a huge John Elefante fan. So owner of the Sound Kitchen, he's produced... Springsteen, Faith Hill, Petra was in Sweet Comfort Band. Yep. Um, I'm a big John Elefante guy. He had an album, I think it was called like Windows of Heaven or something like that. And I, I like that guy. He definitely has a Kansas-y voice. He does, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, he belonged in Kansas for sure. So this Steve Walsh guy has the classic tale of breaking up with the band and coming back multiple occasions. Um, yeah. And I'll probably lose some popularity on this, but I actually like John Elefante better vocally. Sorry about that, you major Kansas fans. <laughs> Y'all just turned me off, but vocally I think he's a rock star. Um, and I've actually seen Kansas one time for a really short period. I saw him do like two songs. Oh. They were playing in Chattanooga. Okay. I was leaving Club Fathom. I went to a show wow. there. You guys, y'all original Chattanooga people remember Club Fathom. I don't even remember who I saw that night, but I was walking out with some buddies and Kansas was playing downtown in front of the aquarium. Really? Yeah, in Chattanooga. Random. So uh, yeah, I heard the violin. I was like, who is that? I would have thought as many times as you've seen Sticks. Yeah, I've you seen Sticks like Kansas five or more. six times, yeah. maybe eight times. I don't know, a ton of times. But yeah, I've never seen Kansas other than like two songs because huh. I was with some buddies and got to see them. Um, on guitar, piano, and Moog, Carrie Livgren. First band was called the Gimlets in high school. Second band called the Meltones. Um, we've talked about names of our bands. I told you my first band's yeah. name was Band. Also, yeah. was Brain Freeze your first band? Uh, what actually, was the name of your first my band? very first my my very first band was called uh, Liquid Frisbee. Okay, I thought yeah. you were gonna go Liquid Dookie there. Yeah, no. I was like, that's already taken. <laughs> no, no, we definitely were Liquid Dookie, <laughs> <laughs> but we were called Liquid, Liquid Frisbee. Frisbee. Yeah. All right, uh, his third band was called Reasons Why, and this is funny that we talked about the lyrics. They were starting to get successful, but Carrie wanted more poetic lyrics. Okay, he's like, I'm. I want to do my prog rock and talk about this stuff. So he formed a band called White Clover, who would become Kansas. Yeah. 
Uh, so they became Kansas, basically Kansas 1. Then there was Kansas 2. But in Kansas 2, the band bus broke down while they were on tour. So the band dissolved because the bus broke down. And they really? were just like, we're done. Oh, wow. So they reformed White Clover. He went back and reformed then. And then Kansas 3 which is now what we know Kansas. So really? the Kansas that you know is Kansas is actually the third iteration Kansas. of Kansas. It's Kansas 3. Wow. Um, so as lyr- lyrically, it's funny to me that as lyrical genius as Carrie is or weird, he struggled with band names. Yeah. Like, he's like, let's just go Kansas. We'll let's- go Kansas 2. <laughs> let's go. Uh, what was that other one I had? White Clover. Let's go back to that. Uh, Kansas 3. Let's just be kidding. Can- <laughs> like, dude, if you're this lyrical genius, come up with some better, different band names. Right, yeah. That's so- like on uh, in Spinal Tap when they're talking about they had a band called The Originals. And they found out there was another group in the East End that was already called the Originals, so they changed their name to the New, New Originals. Originals. That's so yeah. good. I love that. Um, he's now a born-again Christian and teaches Bible school at Topeka Bible Church in Topeka, Kansas. Okay. So if you're out that way, stop into Topeka Bible Church. And- How many jokes do you think he hears all the oh time about Wayward Son and, I know, you right? know, like... Uh, it's not. This is not a like. This isn't a prodigal son story, right? This is not a a Bible song, but he 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 talks a lot about how it was um, about his sort of journey, his sort of spiritual journey, seeking something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so there's definitely some uh, biblical undertones. influence. Yeah. yeah, undertones. That's a but great. But now word. he's found Christ. But so there you go. Yeah, there Win. you go. Um, he wrote a cantata called "The Resurrection of Lazarus." Anybody that writes cantatas is my friend. <laughs> so I wrote a Christmas musical yeah. a couple years ago that I, I love that stuff. Um, but my favorite thing he ever did is a song called "Long Story" by Neil Morse. You know, guys know Neil I Morse. I love Neil Morse. Dude, check out oh the Neil gosh. Morse band. It's just a bunch of old guys that get together and rock. It's, Look up the Great Adventure, not it, the Stephen Curtis Chapman song, but <laughs> it's like him and a bunch of old dudes with Mike Portnoy on drums. We keep coming back to that yeah. guy. But let's take a quick second because I want you to hear the solo. On let's go to minute three fourteen of Long Story by Neil Morris, so you can hear Carrie Livgren because he plays all the solos on top of himself. Um, so this is my favorite Carrie Livgren moment. Of rock, that's yeah. prog rock. That's right. On guitar, don't, don't sleep on Neil Morris, dude, dude. Don't sleep on those guys. The cool thing about that is, Carrie Livgren does all the guitar parts on top of himself. Okay, so he does all the guitar tracks. Yeah. So there's also a band. Listen, okay. Here's something you need to know about prog rock. Like p- progressive rock doesn't exactly pay the bills, right? Like it's not mainstream rock. Mm-hmm. It is something other, and so. Um, it doesn't always fully pay the bills on its own, right? So a ton of progressive rock bands 
also have a ton of side, side project projects, bands, yeah. okay? Liquid Tension Experiment. So like, exactly. So, yeah, just from just the Dream Theater, like, family tree alone uh, gets all the way to Neil Morse because mm-hmm. you had Mike Portnoy, who was a founding member of Dream Theater. He's not with him anymore. But he was in Transatlantic. Uh, and Spock's beard. Spock's beard. Spock's man. beard is basically now the Neil Morse band. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have all these side projects. He he was in Liquid Tension Experiment, which has Tony Levin with Tony, the weird yeah. bass. Yeah, thing. plays with a Chapman stick Sticks. on the bass. Uh, and then you've got just from Dream, you've got uh, the Jelly Jam and Platypus side projects with uh, John Myung and Ty Tabor of Kings X, who is maybe my favorite what you would call progressive rock band. And Crystal's favorite, <laughs> she loves her some Ty Tabor. Absolutely, Rob's wife um, hates Ty Tabor. They're they're starting a new album. We're starting work on a new album. I'm always excited to hear Kings X. Anyway, so like it gets it gets very spider web very fast when you talk start talking about progressive rock side projects. But one of my favorite prog rock side projects. Um, includes Steve Morse, who was a member of Kansas, uh, not at this point, not at the point of Carry On Wayward Son. Probably Kansas 1. But not too long. I think it was after, right? Was a, little bit, a little bit after this. I think it was okay. early 80s. Okay. Um, but uh, Steve Morse and Neil Morse and Mike Portnoy and a couple other guys formed a band called Flying Colors. And um, and their first album, Flying Colors, is incredible. All their stuff is incredible, but... Uh, Check out Flying Colors. If you liked what you just heard, uh, then you'll love Flying Colors. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, and they have a Kansas connection also. Back to the band. Uh, on violin, Robbie Steinhardt. Yep. Yeah. Violin. Uh, he and Steve are the only members of the original band not from Topeka, Kansas, as he's from Lawrence, Kansas. All right. Um, Close enough. He's the MC of all the Kansas shows. So not only does he play violin, like he's the voice between the audience and he's the second vocalist. So okay. most of the time, the lead singer is the guy that pretty much interacts with the audience and yeah. ties you to the band. But in the case of Kansas, he's the guy that does all the pre or the mid song communication with banter. the audience. Yeah, banter. There you go. Yeah. Um, on guitar, ox guitar. Uh, Rich Williams lost his eye in a firework accident as a kid, so he wore a prosthetic eye for a while. Okay, and that's you know glass what a eye glass kind of eye. Thing. Yeah, and then he's like he just went to an eye patch. So okay. now if you see him, he's got an eye patch. Awesome. Um, and him and Phil, the next one we're about to talk about, are the only members of the band to never leave the band Kansas. Okay, played on every album. So this guy, Rich Williams, and the drummer Phil Ehart or Ehart, E H A R T. Yeah. Um, he's uh they played on every Kansas album. Phil is now the band manager. Um his father was in the airport air force. So his father's in the airport one time. He was time in the airport and- one time and couldn't get through security, and then there he goes, Kansas. <laughs> so he lived in the Philippines and Japan. He has a son named Noah who has uh, autism, so he's very passionate for as an autism advocate. He designed a special house. Uh, to meet his son's needs, and he's extremely vocal in the autism community and actually tries to financially help people who have children with autism. Hmm. So good Noble. on you, Phil. Yeah. Um, on bass, Dave Hope also played in a Christian band with Carrie Livgren um, and guest vocalist Ronnie James Dio. You know Dio? Yeah. Oh, please play just a little bit of Holy Diver. Wow. So you can hear who we're talking about. Holy Diver probably won't ever make great song podcast, but I dig Holy Diver by <laughs> Dio. I don't care where you play it. First verse. I got it. Holy diver. <laughs> Ride the tiger. <laughs> Dude, I love this song. Never been a Dio fan. I, I, me either, but I love this song. So Dio was 
Ronnie James Dio, he replaced... Um, did he replace Ozzy in Black Sabbath? I think so. Is that the deal? Maybe. I don't and then Dio came after that? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember this intro. It's probably the album version. Extended version. Yeah. yeah that- Sounds like one of those sound effects albums you play at Halloween. Ah, you know? yeah. It's the evil money for nothing. They're long, really dude, milking really. it. Come on. This is all getting cut. That was sudden. Yeah, not a very good fade in. <laughs> Punch! <laughs> <laughs> Never realized how out in front of the mix his vocals were. Yeah, it's like so dry. Just don't hear this line. Ride the tiger. You can see his stripes, but you know he's clean. You can see his stripes, but you know he's clean. <laughs> Ride that tiger. Ride the tiger. Wow. Ronnie James Dio. Anyway, him and theme song. Uh, theme song of uh, Prince Adam from Masters of the Universe. Right, Battle Cat. You remember Battle Cat I from don't. Masters? Of- really, his big like know. green tiger looking. thing? I know what you're talking about, but that I, he rode anyway. He rode the tiger. Um, he's actually a retired Anglican priest. And he has a pretty extensive commentary on the Gospel of Luke. This is not Ronnie James Dio. No, 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 no. Dave Hope. We're the back to player. Dave Hope. We're back okay. to the guy from the actual band, right. Kansas. So, And that actually wraps up the Meet the Band section on uh, Kansas. Outstanding. So, there you go. Glad to have met you, Kansas. That's right. Thanks for stopping and by. And Ronnie James Dio. And Ronnie James Dio. in there. Right the tiger! There you go. Yeah. Ronnie James, thank you for stopping by. Wow. Isn't he, if I'm remembering correctly, he's like... The baldest rock lead singer. <laughs> is it, I, is that right? Like a little bit. He's no Michael Bolton with like the bald and long hair. Yeah, he's but got he, the. But he had like kind of a, 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 a skullet, right? No, skullet. no hair on top. Oh my gosh, with you the, just said two things that are amazing that I've that's never heard. Of this. A portmanteau, right? Sort yeah, of. Yeah, a, a skull, portmanteau, a skullet. A skull oh, I'm, I'm applauding. Yeah. That was yes, that? well done, so, skullet. Yeah, him and I think he and uh, maybe the guy from. Um, Quiet Riot, maybe okay. battle it out for most bald, <laughs> like, hard rock lead singers, uh-huh. you know. In their prom, like, everybody's getting bald now. Sure. Yeah, but, everybody's bald. But like, he started bald. Like, yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. I'm sure at some point he had hair, but ever since, all the pictures that I've ever seen uh-huh. of Ronnie James Dio, just just real shiny on top with the long, curly black it's hair. It's for being out in the sun riding that tiger all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. That'll get you. you but, you know, you can see his stripes, but you know he's clean. So that's good. <laughs> it's important. It's important to know your tiger's clean before you hop oh, on board, man. you know. Anyway, don't want to get those. Don't want those stripes rubbing off on your legs. <laughs> I, you know, um, what it's it, all of a sudden you would just be like, "What? This is a this is this isn't a tiger. This is a what? A horse? A what? liger? I mean, a li- yeah, a liger. A horse. What am I, an idiot? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a horse. <laughs> anyway, um, so back to Carry On Wayward Son. Now that we've met Kansas and and met way too much of Ronnie James Dio. Um, <laughs> Once again, a last-minute addition to the album that became a legendary track. I, if you, I'd be interested to know how many episodes have we said that. I feel like probably forty percent, maybe even more than that, have been songs that were 
just kind of thrown in at the last minute for one reason or another and became uh, obviously great enough to make this podcast, which puts them at a top tier that Absolutely. few songs ever attain. Um, it also has staying power. Uh, it was the second, I realized we're not living in the 90s, like musically, I kind of still wish we were, but mm-hmm. this is just a statistic from the 90s. This song, Carry On Wayward Son, was the second most played song on classic rock radio in 1995. And number one, this was the most played song on classic rock radio in 1997, 20 full years after its wow. release. So imagine like... It was classic rock in the 90s. Yeah. What, what is it now? It's like classic it's like, <laughs> rock. It's, exactly. It's double classic, legendary rock, grand grandpappy classic rock. This is classic um, rock for your grandparents. Now, yeah. it's not quite that old. It's no, 70s, I mean, but it's, it's... Yeah, it's late 70s. Late 70s. This, late is, 70s, so this is as old... This is two years older than like the earliest Van Halen record. Okay. You know what I mean? So This is just typical classic rock. Yeah. I mean, it's right in the wheelhouse of like... It seems to me they started calling it classic rock way too soon. Was it really that classic in the 90s? True. I mean, I, well, maybe. I mean, almost 20 years. I th- I there's a there's a debate online, uh, and I f- I'm part of a couple of classic rock groups on like Facebook and that kind of stuff where people just discuss classic rock to no end. And a big debate is what defines classic rock? Is it an era? Is it a style? Sound. Yeah. Is it a sound? Is it a, you know, like certain people will say classic rock is 60s and 70s, period. Right. Um, but I would say, I say no. We may have even talked about this briefly before that I like know. I like I would call like the Black Crows classic rock, right? It's a sound. That, you know what I'm saying? I can see that. It's like yeah. ha- like hard to handle. That's classic rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? She talks to angels. That's you know what I'm saying? So like I feel like it's more about a style that is either born of or reminiscent of that late 60s to late 70s kind of sound. So much you know sound. Yeah, the sound of that's so much tied into production. Absolutely. Like, it's like that's so much that affects that. Now yeah. you won't hear quote unquote classic rock because everything is so produced. So Everything's definitely. much more modern. Mm-hmm. But I'd say even like uh, Greta Van Fleet okay. is a classic rock sound. Influence. You know what I mean? Sound, now yeah. it is a modern classic rock sound. You know, it is modernized to a degree, but really a lot of people just say that's just the new Led Zeppelin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would call that. It's classic rock, mm-hmm. you know. It, I feel like it doesn't have to be old for it to fit the genre. That makes Some sense. people would argue, and radio stations have certain limitations. They won't play, you know. They won't call it classic rock unless it's you know a certain amount certain. old or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then I also feel like they would break that rule too. Sometimes you know, like if Pink Floyd came out with a new album, they would play it. Because the classic it, rock station would play mm-hmm. it because they were born in that era. You know, like I see what they, you're saying. You know, so. It's kind of a, it's one of those weird discussions that Clapton goes. could still get played yeah. on classic rock if he put out a new. All day long. Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. Yes. Um, but uh, again, speaking to the staying power of the song. So this is there. This has 2 million plus paid downloads in the digital era. Holy cow. So not only was it popular then, but it's got, it's, it's in double dig- platinum on iTunes alone. Do you think some of that is tied in to the, it's affiliation with the show Supernatural? Hey, you know what? That's entirely possible. And, you know, it's funny that we're dropping this. Uh, we're recording it a little bit earlier, but we plan to drop it on April 25th, which is the day before. Or no, we're going to release this on April 26th, and April 25th will be the finale, yeah. uh, the series finale of Supernatural. Yeah. I've never seen the show, um, but it's concluding its 14th season. Really? So by season 11, it was the longest-running American live action fantasy series. I believe it. So uh, for those of y'all that don't know what all is kind of in that category, like Game of Thrones is probably the most popular. Yeah. 
Stranger Things is probably my favorite yeah. of those. Lost, blah. That seemed like the longest. <laughs> you know, it seemed like that should have been Never the watched an episode. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, True Blood, Charmed. Yeah. And if you're older, people that might be listening to this episode, um, if they're older, classic rock style, the thing that would be more in their generation would be like the Twilight Zone. Okay. So, like, that's American... Live, live action, action fantasy, fantasy. series. Okay. So yeah. this is Supernatural's the longest. 14 seasons. 14 seasons. Oh, I'm getting old, dude. Because I, I remember when it started. I, I remember it. I remember it because uh, Jensen Ackles is on Smallville. Okay. I, I mean, is on uh, Supernatural. And I remembered him from Smallville. He okay. Was, and, then, and then he was on Supernatural after that. So like. I'm supposed to stop, stop for a minute and give a shout out to Gigi Acosta and Rachel B. Hogue. Listeners of the podcast who love Supernatural. There okay, you go. there you go. Yeah, so uh, apparently they play this song uh, at as the um, season recap before the final episode airs. So like they play sort of a, a a montage that recaps the whole season to that point, and they play in every season they have played this song over that montage or under that montage, I guess. Um, except for I think the first season where they played it at the beginning of like the next to last episode. Okay. Um, but this is like literally the showrunners uh, have referred to it and cast members call this the unofficial theme song for Supernatural. So um, so those of you that discovered us because you're just searching Supernatural yeah. stuff and like, oh, I like that song. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome hey, to the family. Thanks for listening. Um, you can school us on on uh, on the show because neither one of us have been, never, never actually seen, seen it. an episode. Yeah. So. so, but I know it has a huge fan base. I see it just people that people that I interact with online are like the new Supernatural is out. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're just as passionate as like your Game of Thrones crowd. Um, it's just not it's just not quite as mainstream as like Game of Thrones, which I've also never seen an episode of. I guess I just don't get into that live action fantasy you know drama. I did. I, I would probably put Smallville in that category. Uh, which I did watch yeah, for would, several seasons, but it's also a little bit, you know, it's, it's a straight comic book adaptation. Mm-hmm. So I, whatever, I'm I'm that kind of dork. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not necessarily the, although whatever, I've seen Lord of the Rings, you know, all that stuff a gajillion times. So I bet you a dollar and 50 cents that Carrie Livgren has memorized the oh, Lord of the Rings. Man, absolutely. He probably he's, dresses up like freaking, he's in yes, the full garb. Seriously. He's got the haircut for it already. Uh-huh. Like he's kind of got that Renaissance fair vibe going uh-huh. on, you know, I guarantee you. He's you know, re- he's got a cane and a stick, like a big, long walking stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the, just the stick. Not, it's, not even the bent cane. Not just the curled one. The yeah. Staff. Just the long staff. He, he there you go. He carries around a staff with a jewel in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. He's like, he, he probably goes, fake parts the Red Sea all the time. <laughs> he just walks outside and slams his stick in the ground. You shall not pass! Nailed it. Nailed it, Rob. Well Man, done. Good uh, grief. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even know where we are right now. Uh, okay. Oh man, I can't wait because I, I asked you if you had seen anything about this uh, and you haven't. So that means this is going to be a surprise to you. Uh, I want to play you a song. Um, cause there's a little bit of controversy on, um, on this riff. Okay. I'm going to okay. play you, I'm going to play you the, the riff, uh, from Kansas, Kansas okay? riff. so okay. you can have it. And so I know, you know, the riff, but I want to make sure the listeners know what riff so I'm which talking, one we're about. talking about. Okay. So, uh, here's a little bit of carry on wayward son, and I'm going to play you a specific riff from it. And then I'm going to play you a riff that I don't know how else to say it. That riff is a ripoff of. So which one came first? The Kansas one came first? The other one came first. Oh, man. Okay. It's a journey riff. What? And I've never heard about this, and apparently it must not be a big deal, but it's definitely, it is definitely 
100%, actually like 98%, there's like two notes different in it. Oh, but man. it is a direct, I'm a Journey fan, and I don't even know what you're direct descendant of a pre-Steve Perry Journey riff oh, man. From, from 1976. Like uh, I'll find the album. Find Hang the on. album real yeah. quick while you look at so, it. Okay, so here's, uh, here's Carry On Wayward Son, and I'll play you the riff. So that's the that's the Kansas riff. Uh, let me play you. This is "Look into the Future" from Journey's 1975. I actually saw it January 1976 online. So one of those okay. uh, from the record "Look into the Future." What's um, the album called? It, it, the album is called "Look into the Future." The oh, okay. song is called "I'm Gonna Leave You." Okay. okay, and see how this riff strikes you. That's Kansas. Wow. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? How have I never heard that? How has right? that not been a debate? Yes. How was that not Why a is sh- Neil, Neil Sean loves himself? That's Why is he not saying, I'm so confused right now? Exactly. Did he forget? Did he I, forget that he wrote that? <laughs> I, like, I'm shocked that there's not a famous lawsuit over this riff. I am beyond shocked. I don't know if they're like bros or something and they were just like, ah, it's fine. Or if there's some like secret thing where they like wrote it together, but they don't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? If you let us have the one name band. Yeah. We right. won't say anything. Like, yeah. We'll each be one name band. I don't know. Like it's, it's right. It's like was there some secret handshake that he said? You know what? You can use this, and I'll never, I'll never say anything about it because you kept me out of this trouble. That yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like he is he is Carrie Livgren covering up a murder for Neil Sean? He, he's like loan me the ring for a weekend, <laughs> and you can have the riff. <laughs> Just that's one my, weekend dude, of, with the ring. <laughs> that's my favorite joke of the season. <laughs> that is my favorite joke of the season. <laughs> like, bro, I just need to be invisible for one for weekend. One weekend. <laughs> Give me the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He's got something on Neil yeah, Sean. You're right. You know good. what I'm saying? Uh that is a shocking <laughs> non-controversy. I've never heard that. And I've never even had and a clue. The and so what I read online was that that came out in like January of '76, okay. which is just months before yeah. Carry On Wayward Son. And I, I'm disappointed because I do pride myself on being a Journey fan. Like Rob will tell you, one year Rob even got me a guitar of Neil Sean. Yeah, that was a Journey guitar, yeah. cool gift. Um, and I'd never even know that. <laughs> that it's weird. I mean, it's it's almost for most people, Journey didn't exist until Neve, until Steve Perry, Steve. right? Uh, but it, so this Perry. is Neve Perry, good old Neve Perry, <laughs> good old, Yeah, he's friends with Mark Knopfler. I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had this band together. You know, Knopfler was on guitar and <laughs> Neve Perry was on vocals. That's right. It was kind of a. It was and a, Ronnie James Dio <laughs> was just riding the tiger <laughs> in the back. <laughs> a real super band, <laughs> super group. <laughs> This is a progressive rock episode. Yeah. Like, we're all over the place. Sure. Like, because, honestly, how many progressive rock episodes are we going to get to do? Probably not It's many. not main. We're going to try to do a Rush one, so yeah. you Rush fans hang yeah. with us. But I feel like we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, that this song is progressive rock that is somehow accessible to almost everybody. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't listen to this and go. I think, and maybe it's because of the sort of the subject material, right? It's very sort of... Uh, 
um, encouraging. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Carry on, wayward son. There'll be peace when you're done. Let your weary head rest. Like everybody can kind of identify with that thematically, mm-hmm. and so maybe that's what it is. Um, Just keep going, because like people who don't like riff rock. Like this song. That's good. Even though it's mm-hmm. just chock full of so many riffs, uh, which we might as well talk about yeah, here. Yeah, sample I wanna some of these. Highlight There's... some of these amazing riffs. So we just heard the one that they stole from Journey. <laughs> we just heard that one. That <laughs> let's they, hear some of their originals. That, that they janked. Uh, yeah, let's let's check out a couple of these riffs and a couple of the best riffs on this. And it's not just the riffs, but it's the rhythmic sort of interplay through the whole song, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the you've got the opening riff, uh, which uh, is is this one. So that is an incredible riff, and one of the things I love even most about it, first of all, that's one of my all-time favorite riffs, period. I just think it's so cool. Um, but then the the rhythmic uh, entrances of the organ, organ guy. right? Mm-hmm. It, filling all the spaces, so it's like... I feel like he's in the corner... Like the band's playing the song, and he's like, "Guys, I'm here!" and like raising his hand. Like I don't know, visually I can see it. Like, hey, yeah, hey, like Steve, to be Steve, Steve, quit! This is the band part. He's like, "I'm the vocalist and organ player, but I can play, guys. I promise, yeah. I can play." Yeah, they're talking to the producer. Like we told him to quit doing that. <laughs> he kept jumping in. He just won't. I will have my moment. That's right. You, this is not a guitar band. This is a violin band. Ba-da-da-da. Steve! <laughs> Steve! <laughs> oh, oh, man. So then you've got, then you got this other, um, you've got the second riff that comes after it, which is the Journey riff. Uh-huh. Um, and then you've got this other one that's just has no business being this good. This after is my favorite. This is my favorite. Okay, one. you're okay. not supposed to pick a favorite of these because all riffs are loved equally in this song. But sure. this one is my favorite. Oh, man. Bass player on top of it, too. And then that gives way to the sickest organ solo in rock. Then back to the riff again. And then they're going to, talking about the rhythmic interplay, listen to the riff versus the guitar solo. The guitar solo is going to fill all the spots of this syncopated riff. They're so good. And then back to the original. I mean, shoot, it does not get much better than that. Except for maybe when they here in just a second where the uh, where they combine the end of this section, they combine the lyric of "Don't You Cry No More" with going back into the riff and kind of a, kind of a key change feel. That is that's monster. Yeah, it's great. That is like, oh, that is. There is no way they learned that in one take. All that stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can stay your story. That's too much going on. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You you played yourself when you tried to say that you did that one time. That's right. Like that's just you're trying to make yourself sound too cool. Trying to make yourself sound too musically genius. That Uh like we absorbed all that in one rehearsal take. Yeah, no, forget it. You did. They're like throw the journey cover in the middle. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 
they're like, we really like that new Journey song, and they're not doing anything with it. You know, <laughs> they, they need to get themselves a lead singer first. They need Neve Perry they, it's when they, they get need. him. <laughs> That's right. They'll take it to the next level. Yeah. I've got a thing on covers. Did you look okay. up any covers? Uh, you know what? There's only one cover to this song that matters to me. Dream Theater. So give me the rest. Yeah. Okay. Dream Theater is the one that matters. I'm the same way. Tone's okay. amazing. It's on Change of Season. Dream Theater. We'll just I'll just tell you about the others because you don't want to listen to them after you hear the Dream Theater one. Striper's got one on the album covering. That makes total sense. Ingve Malmsteen's got one because Pass. Anthrax or Canthrax. Hello. Oh. No, they've got, they've got a covering on this, and that album cover of that Anthrax album is looks like uh it looks like the album Left Overture. It's like a homage to that. It's okay, cool. I, I actually kind of want to hear the Anthrax. It's cover. not bad. Oak Ridge Boys. If you want to go complete extreme, yeah, it's uh, it's terrible. And the other one is Gore. You know the band Gore, Gore yeah. the masks and all. Yeah. Like they've got a version that's completely different. They're like too. weird hobgoblins that play music. Yeah, there you go. Like. But, they probably yeah. listen to prog. I mean, they probably. I'm, I want to. I want to go back just a second. I want to hear this Anthrax version okay, just a little bit one. of it. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Typically, this has three vocal parts instead of just two. Don't you cry no more. Oh wow. Okay, I mean, pretty straight ahead. It's it's a it's got a little bit more, uh, you know, like heavy drum sounds. But even what they're doing is just that's just a straight ahead cover with a uh, you know satanic symbols on the front. So <laughs> it's it's just Kansas. It's just uh, underworld Kansas, right? Um, and then uh, might as well do it because once you said it, I'm sure everybody went, what now? Uh, why don't we listen to the Oak Ridge Boys cover for as long as we can stomach it? Um, and let's let's try and, I don't know, see what you think about this. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Because when I saw this, I was kind of excited. I thought, actually, that makes pretty good sense. Um, but uh, And I read a little bit up on it because uh, I wanted to know why this happened, right? Um, it was It's on an album called When Pigs Fly, Songs You Thought You'd Never Hear. And... The original idea was for them to actually do Closer by Nine Inch Nails. That's what the guy who was what? putting the album together. Okay. But they were, you know, they're they're all uh, born again Christians, mm-hmm. and they were uncomfortable. They wouldn't they wouldn't do they wouldn't do that song. Um, so uh, even when they tried to like change the lyrics a little bit to make it a little softer, and they're still like, nah, no, 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 let's find something else. Oh, if that Carrie so, guy's a Christian, let's cover him. Right. So they're like, let's do Carry On Wayward Son, which I, I thought, okay, that has great. Potential. Potential, right? But it fails. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gaither Vocal Band. <laughs> Is that Guy Penrod or a guy from the Oak Ridge yeah, Boys? Exactly. Or Bill or Golden. Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on my wayward nope. son. There'll be peace when you are done. <laughs> Kill me now! Don't you cry no more. Just no. no. Maybe, maybe thirty-five years ago when they were in their prime, they could have pulled it off. No, I don't uh, know. But there, that is so vanilla. Oh like, my gosh! Yes. <laughs> that's, Boy. that's family Christmas gathering I, around. Let's <laughs> sing "Carry On Wayward Son" with oh, man. Uncle Jed right. on lead vocals on, on Grandma's home organ. I know, right? You know what I mean? Bring like, out the spoons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I need a palate cleanser after yeah, play, that. Play the dream so theater. So let's do dream theater. And I think we've mentioned this before. Uh, this is from the album, a change of seasons. Um, 
And basically, it's a it's a concept record with a few extra songs at the end. Um, it's a concept song. It's got like a twenty five minute long. thing that's yeah. about Dead Poet Society. And then at the end of it, there are some live cuts. And one of them is uh, this. It's called the Big Medley, and it's got. It's just a sampling. They don't do the whole song, right? So. No, they just do a section, but they do it so faithfully. Uh, and this this is called so the, faithfully in hey, quotes because they do that one. That's not true. On this album. Not this, not yeah, this but, album, but they, but do, they journey. do journey. They, it, it includes seven loving, touching, squeezing. Mm-hmm. It's got a Dixie Dregs jam in. It's got some uh, Pink Floyd. And it's got it's Kansas good. and some Genesis. So like it's real, and they put it smash it all together. Uh, so this is the Kansas Carry On Wayward Son section from it, in which they recreate some of the best solo moments. So this is coming out of Pink Floyd's In the Flesh, going straight into Carry On Wayward Son. little bit faster and that's okay with me yeah that's right they kind of mute a couple of those notes give it a little edgier rock sound i dig it solos anyway it's pretty much note for note but it's live and it's dream theater and it's sandwiched in the middle of these other amazing covers any chance we get to say dream theater we do it yeah throw it in there listen if you like if you if you like carry on wayward son and you feel like you could handle some more progressive rock uh, just dive right in. If you're feeling a little edgier, you're yeah. like, you know, I want to take it up just a That's notch. Right. Yeah, I don't want to get gore. No, no, no. But I want to get. <laughs> right. But I'll take it yeah. another step. Check out the album uh, Metropolis Part Two: Scenes, Scenes from, from a Memory by Dream Theater. That's the best, maybe possible modern progressive rock. We album. say modern. It came out in the late nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Ninety nine because this is twenty years. But it's not Kansas. You know, it's not. Right. You know, what I'm saying it's not Early Journey, which was Prague. You know. Um, so, um, yeah, that's one of my, that was like my introduction, maybe not my introduction, but like my introduction to heavier prog was that album. And it's so good. Put on headphones. It'll blow you away. Yeah. The beginning will just blow you away. And so will the rest of the album. Um, I got some facts on the state of Kansas. Well, then by God, I need to know. Here we go. They have the longest grain elevator, 2,600 <laughs> feet long. Okay. Holds 46 million bushels of grain. I mean, I don't even have a reference point for that. If that's not dust in the wind, I don't know what is. Right. That's money right there. Longest railroad bridge, 1,200 feet across the Cimarron River and 114 above the river. Birthplace of Pizza Hut. Okay. Man. Really? There Kansas. We, Kansas. Okay. Birthplace right. of Pizza Hut. There's a marker on Highway 281 in Kansas where you're right in the middle of the United States. Oh. So if you want to be smack dab in the middle of the United States, Kansas. That's cool. The first Icy ever made was at a Dairy Queen in Coffeyville, Kansas. No kidding. Yeah, the first Icy ever made. Shouts out to Icy. But my favorite Kansas fact of all is the law of pie. Have you heard about this? I have no idea. In Kansas, anytime you serve cherry pie, it is the law to serve a scoop of ice cream with it. What? It's the law. It's illegal to serve someone cherry, cherry pie, pie without ice cream. You can wow. get fined if you have a restaurant and you bring someone cherry pie and you don't have ice cream with it. Wow. Kabam. You know who's happy about that? Um, 
Mayfield? No, not Mayfield's there. Ice cream makers. Wow, okay, yeah. I was going to say Warrant, but Purity? your answer is better. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, anyway. Whatever the big Kansas dairy is. Let's yes. go grab some ice cream and cherry pie. Not Warrant, but cherry pie eat. and. Uh, I'm definitely down for that, let's yes. Let's do that. And, uh, I'm right. going to need a scoop of ice cream. Um, well, I got one other thing I want to ask you before, oh, we, okay. before we close up shop. Yeah. Um, this song starts famously with an acapella uh, section, right? Acapella means there's no instruments. It's just voices alone. And it starts with that very cool, instantly, you know, right? There's no guessing what song what it is. Song is it? They, they start the with hook. the hook. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and which, you know, and the band says always creates an amazing live moment wherever they go, wherever they play. Everybody stands up. Well, yeah. Worldwide, it's just a big live moment for them. They've been um, audience has been sitting for the past fourteen minutes while they jammed, yes. while the violin player came out and did their thing right. on some song they don't know. And, and then, I wonder if that was originally the plan, or if they went, guys, we've got like two full minutes of instrumental before we ever say a word on this song. That's you know what I mean. We need to tell everybody what the song is, or they'll never get into the song. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're like, why are these guys just playing? They won't stop. So maybe that's why they they did that. Whatever reason, it's brilliant. It freaking worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's classic moment. My question is, what are your favorites, or at least what are some songs that you can kind of think of off the top of your head? Favorite songs that have either acapella intros or acapella moments. Well, Bohemian Rhapsody is probably the most popular. Bohemian Rhapsody is definitely the most popular. It is. It, on equal footing or maybe more when you hear is this the real life you okay, know what, knows what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I would I'll try to think of one that's um, uh, maybe Blackwater by Doobie Brothers yes that is one that I will say as well and that is uh, not at the beginning but it's at the end right it's kind of uh, it, the the music fades out and uh, and then you get this super cool acapella section at the end I'd like to hear some funky Dixie land pretty mama come and take me by the hand. I'd like to hear some funky Dixie land pretty mama come and take me by the hand. Take me by the hand, pretty mama come and dance with your daddy all night long. Let me hear the Oak Ridge Boys cover that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that would really kind of be in their wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, the only other one, I don't know if this would count because it's pretty much whole thing acapella is Bobby McFerrin. Can I use him? Don't oh, worry, be happy. Absolutely. That's is acapella. Because that, everything's acapella. He, yeah. All the music in that song is either him making sounds with his mouth or beating himself, you know, on the chest to make drum sounds. Good. Yeah. Hear a little sampling because I, I really think this one might make the great song podcast in the future. I would I, like to do oh, Don't yeah. Worry, Be Happy. Absolutely. Let's check it out. This is uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby, Mc, Bob, Bobby McFerrin. By Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. On Mark Narfler. <laughs> I mean, that's like acapella groups are cool now, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, Pentatonics, Pentatonics. Yeah. Stuff like that. Take six. Yeah. Absolutely acapella. Yeah. That guy's a genius. Like Bobby McFerrin, absolute uh, genius. I just, I just thought of one more. The Boys to Men version of Yesterday. The oh, way they started. yeah. That would be the, I just thought Good of that call. The whole thing is, uh, whole thing is acapella. Yeah. Check it out. Yesterday. Yes. Yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. Yeah. Now Scrambled eggs right there. <laughs> they're here to stay. Oh, man. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, 
I'm back in eighth grade. That's right. That man. was oh such a good call, man. Now I don't even want to play the rest of mine. Uh, yeah, uh, if you got I'm gonna, I'm gonna play one more uh, because I love it so much, and we both love it so much, and it's connected to the show. Also, I'll submit Seven Bridges Road by the Eagles. Ah, by Eagles. Eagles. Excuse me. Um, that's a good one. Classic. Also, a, a good thing to. It's a good live moment down the road, right? If you can start a song with an acapella section, then it gives people like a. You know what I'm saying? Hole in the world does the same thing at the beginning. Oh, it sure does. Oh, wow. Eagles really had that had that idea. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to play one more. And this is uh, the ending section of In the House of Stone and Light ah, by our good Martin, buddy, our Martin good buddy. Page. This is not a cappella. No, not yet. Same kind of thing as Blackwater. Music fades out. Yeah. And there we go, guys. There go. Favorite acapella moments. What's your favorite acapella moment? Man. Let us know. Find us on Twitter at Great Song Pod. Check us out on Facebook. We got some lively discussion going on in the Facebook group, uh, which is called Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly. Or you can just go to Facebook.com slash groups slash Great Song Pod, and we'll be right there. Uh, a lot of fun stuff going on over there. That's where we do most of our giveaways and you know that kind of feedback uh comes comes through mostly through facebook watch now, our shenanigans which is unexpected i kind of thought the facebook age was over uh but most of our most of our online engagement really comes through facebook so really interesting anyway thanks so much for going on this journey with us Ooh. today Ooh, i feel like now now i feel like do you feel like the song is tainted because of the journey journey theft, it makes me wonder where these other riffs come from, Carrie. Uh-huh. That you said you came up with. You know what I'm saying? Let's go look up some obscure Boston before they were Boston. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. We're winding down season three. I can't believe it. Feels like it just started. Um, but sure enough, we just got a few more handful more episodes and we'll be done with season three. Uh, but thanks so much. You guys are amazing. If you want to do something for the show, you can go online, go onto your favorite podcast provider, give us a review, especially on iTunes, a five-star review really helps us get in front of eyeballs. It might not seem like it, but, uh, if you go on there, rate the show five stars, give it a good review. It helps, it helps connect it to more people. The more good reviews, the better. Um, and tell somebody about the show, just recommend it to somebody. Uh, we've had lots and lots and lots of people especially this season kind of word of mouth getting out there about the show and we really appreciate that you always uh, come and tell us how much you like the show uh and uh and so we we you know appreciate all those things in the meantime we'll see you again next week with another great song to celebrate and break down and make stupid jokes about and <laughs> and flail accusations at of theft um <laughs> we'll see who we can get in trouble next week until then i'm rob i'm jp go listen to some music <laughs>